Welcome back to Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. I am happy to be talking with you today about a brand new entry into the Marvel Studios Disney Plus series. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about this. Like We're a, we're a, a Marvel NFL sports broadcasting uh, after show. We definitely aren't. We are we are not sports related. Um, <laughs> but, however, that being said, <laughs> I, I am a little late uh, to the punch here. And uh, I do have to acknowledge that <laughs> I did post an agenda episode about like five, six weeks ago. And I will acknowledge um, that I, being Mr. Honest, wasn't very honest. At least I intended to be. Um, I didn't do a couple of movies I wanted to cover. Um, I'll just say one thing here. Um, I'll post it wide and clear. Mental health, most important. Um, that is your first priority. And um, if you're suffering from depression or anything, talk to somebody. Uh, so I've, I've just been dealing with my uh, mental health. And um, that's what I've been going through. So you can be your own hero and <laughs> talk to anyone. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've been just um, going through my own thing. And I'm, I'm doing great. And it's great to be here with you today on the start of a new show uh, on a brand new day. So thank you for being here today. I seriously appreciate you being here today, fellow Marvel maniacs. So without further ado, we will get this show on the road. Before we get started, I want to let you know we will be covering this show week to week uh, and I'm going to be doing my best to cover everything else that comes out Marvel-related on the day. Um, we have had a rock and roll slate of shows related, uh, released recently. I mean, when I say rock and roll, I mean rock and roll. So first off, we have Spider-Man No Way Home on December 17th, less than a month away. Uh, I didn't need to tell you that. You saw the new trailer. You know Doc Ock's coming back. You know Willie Defoe's on his way out of the multiverse. I want to do everything I can to watch all those and review all those on this podcast right before. I can't tell you we will. The multiverse is a vast, vast place, maniacs. Uh, we can only do so much. But we have a long time and a long way ahead of us. And um, we're going to talk about future releases and we will do our best to get to every single thing you as an audience want to talk about first. Um, you let me know, marvelmaniacpod at gmail.com or on all your socials, Twitter, TikTok, at marvelmaniacpod. Um, I'm not super, super active on them at the moment, but I have them all set up to be and I will be active on them um, as soon as possible. Um, I know that's not the best thing to hear, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's what I, it's, it's dear, dearly what I... Um, what I plan to do. And, uh, okay, so we have Miss Marvel coming out in summer 2022. Summer 2022 is when we have the next Miss Marvel, um, the TV show. That's when we, um, that's what we have the ETA date for the next show currently. So we're going to have a little bit of downtime after Spidey, I believe. Doctor Strange 2 has been moved to 5 6 Black Panther 2, 11 11 the Marvels. The Marvels. 2-17-23. So, 2022 is going to be active. An active year yet again for our superhero movies. We aren't going to take a break. We really won't. It's going to feel like a while. But 
beginning of the year goes by fast. The beginning of the year goes by so fast. It's going to feel like a little while. But once we get it, like get the shows, I mean, like, think about how much we're getting. We're just going to take a breather. <sighs> take it all in. Take all, everything like we, we're about to get in. Spider-Man is going to break us, I think. <laughs> Something at the end of Spider-Man. We've seen um, that trailer, right? Doctor Strange... Something with the multiverse, even with what happened in the um, Ultron What If series at the end of that, no spoilers, but like something big happened in there. And like, I think everything's culminating. Everything that happened in every single bit of phase four that we talked about is about to culminate in, in, in the on Earth at this very moment. And um, the MCU that we're seeing in the trailer, it's huge. I got the chills right now. Um, this is big. This is big. This is big. <laughs> I got a lot of I got a lot of Marvel to talk about with you upcoming. So I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> she Hulk. It's just General 2022. Did you see the trailer for that? Bruce Banner uh, is looking extra big as the Hulk. Um, as Professor Hulk. See, people are saying that he's that he is pre um, Endgame, and it's before he's like completely managed, Professor Hulk. I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's maybe a little bit in the future. You know, maybe he's like hulking out again a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see that. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 5, 5, 23, man. That's, that feels far. Dude, that's a long way away. Guardian, the new Guardians of the Galaxy is going to feel weird. But they're, they're leaving some things out of this list that I'm reading. I know they are. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special that's supposed to come before that. Ant-Man 3, 7, 8, 23. That's the, um, the quantum um, the quantum version. I'm reading a site called Tom's Guide. Tom, you're leaving like titles of these movies out. <laughs> like it's the quantum realm, something like that, right? Following are currently undated. Agatha House of Harkis. She gets her own show. Can I be real? Did anyone want an Agatha show? Did you guys want an Agatha show? Um, I'm not like I did not not like Agatha, but I didn't dislike her. I, I didn't. But um, of anyone out on the show, I thought she had a story and she could be brought back through any of Wanda's story. I want more Wanda. You know, if anything. Armor Wars. That's an Iron the Ironverse kind of show, like Iron Man related. All the characters from those shows. Rhodey. Um, we are probably going to get a little more of the character from Iron Man 2, um, the arms dealer from that that show, the that, that movie. Echo, TBA. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, TBA, but it's going to come before Guardians 2. I know that. I, just, I don't know how I know that, but I just know that. I am Groot. Because it was slated before that, but in many, many like lineups that I've seen. Iron Heart. I wonder if Iron Heart will be introduced in the Armor Wars. Those there will most likely be crossovers in that. These are this is a huge landscape of characters just to be introduced in these shows. Loki season two. Now I wonder if we're gonna get that before Ant Man Quantum Realm. Moon Knight. We got a little short teaser for that with Oscar Isaac. He looks scared. <laughs> Secret invasion. We got one small image of Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury with a beard. And we see his faded eye. Silk? TBA? I don't know what Silk is. Spider-Man Freshman Year, an animated series of Spider-Man. Okay. We're, now we're getting a little weird, right? Right? 
Uh, <laughs> because I'm like, what are, what? Are, okay, so that's going to be MCU canon. So it's just like technically Spidey multiverse animated, or it's like technically Spidey's technical origin story pre him meeting Iron Man. His Uncle Ben death scenario. Okay, fine. What if season two? Hell yes. Yes. Good job. I love it. Wakanda. Just a show about Wakanda. Okay. And then I know I saw what uh, Marvel Zombies. Did I say that? Marvel Zombies. I think I just skipped that. Marvel Zombies, I'm going to guess, is the whole premise of... Marvel Zombies will be... The whole premise of that is going to be literally... The, uh, the opening episode literally is going to be... I can't, I'm going to say this five times. The What If episode will probably be the pilot. And I think they could do a whole show based off of that opening. But I don't know. They could do a lot of stuff with that. I don't know. I, I didn't express so much love for it in the After After show. But they can do a lot with Marvel Zombies. And if there's a big fan base for it, Bring on the Marvel Zombies. Bring them on. I want Marvel. Bring them on the Marvel Zombies. Do it. <laughs> Bring them on, dude. Give the fans what they want. Bring every facet of Marvel to life. Just do it right and do it for the fans. That's what it, that's what it's all about. If there's fans that want it, make it. You know, I think that's what's so good about Marvel. Um, they, they embrace their fans. And that's about it for um, our opening. I usually don't do that big of an opening. It's been a little bit. Um, like I said, I'm going to apologize one more time for anyone who was expecting all those after shows for Spider-Man or Venom, um, Iron Man 3. Like I put that af episode, you know, what's to come. Uh, I, I did really have intentions to do those, but uh, life got in the way. And I do really, really mean mean it when I say um, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, if anyone was counting on that I put it out in the universe just because I didn't hear anything via email. Like, where is that episode? I will say uh, back out into the universe. If you were counting on that or wishing for that, um, please maybe let me know if you. I would no. I mean, let, yeah, let me know. Let me know. I'll do a little. I'll put a little more effort into getting that one out there for you. I will. I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to. It'll give me momentum to do it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Because um, you're a little darker in the night than you know. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. And that, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that, my kind listeners. Um, I know there's. I know you listeners are out there, though. I, I, I see the analytics, and I thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's start this freaking episode. Hawkeye. I like this episode. Um, okay, so I usually do my episodes reactionary the last few about like maybe i don't know eight nine episodes i can't count um where i'm watching it and i'm reacting i'm watching i'm reacting i like that i've been having a lot of fun with that but this episode um i'm doing the way i did the first marvel maniac off the cuff doing it based off of notes that i took while watching the episode this is specifically today because i couldn't get into my account <laughs> my disney plus account on my computer however ironically similar to wandavision uh, the first episodes, they came out two in the same night, just like Hawkeye. They didn't do this for any other Disney Plus series, just uh, just WandaVision and now Hawkeye. The only difference is the length in episodes, and the length in my episode already. We are about almost five minutes to the end of the WandaVision episode. I'm a ranter now. I talk too much. Um, there's also a lot more on the table now, though. Let's be real. We have like a ton of stuff happening in Marvel. We are in the midst of Marvel Mania. 
Um, <laughs> I made Marvel Maniac at the at the at the literal beginning of Mar like the Marvel. Um, the Marvel ver I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, let's just freaking start this episode. Um, yeah, like two episodes in one night. This is big. Um, I'm going to do my best to get the second one out as fast as possible. That's all I'll say. This is the first episode. I'm glad to have you here. Um, my reaction second episode will be out ASAP. And I hope you like the new artwork. Uh, <laughs> MJ and Spidey, yo, a little feature for them. They, they are a big part of this season of Hawkeye. So... We have to have them on the cover. I, I maybe should have made them a little bit bigger. Spidey and MJ just skied. <laughs> I just love MJ out there, dude. It's so funny. It's such a modern MJ. It's such a good representation of this MJ. <laughs> um, Zendaya does such a great job. Uh, I, I love her. And um, I really, really like this Kate. I like this Kate Bishop. I like Kate, Kate Bishop. Let's talk about this episode. This girl... Um, we get to meet this girl in this episode. We start off in the year 2012, and it looks to be New York, right off the bat. A girl's in her room, listening to her parents talk downstairs, uh, more or less argue, actually, about selling the house that they're in currently. It's actually like a really big suite. It's, it's not a house. It's like a suite apartment. Real luxury. The girl's mom asks if the dad is, uh, if the solution is just going to fall out of the sky when... He argues about selling the place because that's what the mom wants to do and uh, says that they shouldn't. And young Kate Bishop knocks over the fire truck she's standing on top of. And uh, her dad starts to go up to talk to her. You know, uh, something I like about the Marvel uh, shows and movies, you know, they're, they're, they all have their own tone. Um, this one, <laughs> it's, got, it's just a Christmas movie. Uh, however, it doesn't become that quite yet. This opening sequence, it's tricking you into, it wants to trick you, but it kind of also wants you to know. Where, if you're a Marvel fan, you know you're in the year 2012. If you're vaguely in New York, you're like, well, we know we're, we know we're not in a good time. Like, we know like this is definitely the, the year that Chitauri invaded New York and bad, bad things happen, you know? Uh, but like, also, this is like um, a, a girl dealing with her family, and they they get us comfortable. And okay, we're just getting to meet a young uh, young Kate Bishop. It's just times out, just times out. Boom! Right, right. Um, like so, like okay. So, <laughs> Derek Kate Bishop's father enters her room, and he tells her that she uh, shouldn't eavesdrop. Then, how would I know what you're saying when you're not there? She tells her father that she doesn't want to move. And her dad says that they don't have to. Kate replied, Mommy said things don't just fall from the sky. <laughs> then dad replies, Yeah, there's always going to be weather, though. Ironic. Things don't just fall from the sky. Mommy is not seeing things clearly. And um, I'm wondering if that's some foreshadowing for the series. Because there's some stuff in this episode that <laughs> Mommy isn't maybe seeing um, already. Like, in this, like later this episode, uh, in front of her with her new boyfriend fiance and some things he has his hands in that maybe she's unaware of her dad says some people forget the one thing they can't control the choices they make in the face of it the weather kate asked her father what he would do in the face of a hurricane and he said he would do what he always would do protect her genuine genuine love i love it 
Great actors. That Marvel always chooses great actors. I don't know if it's just Marvel. With the ca- if, it's, if it's the same casting department, I should read the credits, maybe, right? He tells her to go downstairs and have some lunch with her mom. So she goes downstairs, you know? She's going to have some lunch with her mom. We cut about to the end of lunch with her mom. And they're finishing eating lunch. Uh, Eleanor Kate's mom says... She, you know, so moms could be pretty funny too. You know, she, she um, <laughs> bumps a piece of food up with her uh, fork and catches it in her mouth, and uh, makes Kate laugh. You know, makes Kate laugh. And um, she, she's like, "Oh, Susan, get some checkers. Let's, let's turn the mood around." So it's actually like, okay, family moments. This might happen for Kate. <laughs> might happen for Kate. Where is this going, though? <laughs> At the same time, like, well, uh, what's gonna happen here? Like, what? what, what what what's going on with his house and um it, you know what's going on with Kate's mom? Uh, okay, Kate goes upstairs and immediately uh, the explosions. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, this is 2012 Battle of New York. Uh, this doesn't take long. This actually doesn't really take long. Um, I, I realized my notes were a little extensive at first, but <laughs> I was really happy that we had a new show. And um, this is this is really good. This is really good. The second she gets up, um. <laughs> a dark shape passenger window a uh, dark shape passenger passenger window and the scene is amazing we're pretty much uh the attack on new york is happening on this very day outside a window uh, the shatari start passing by and shadows very slowly turns out to be faster and faster um like kind of like one passes two passes three passes and then you know she goes downstairs and she's like mom mom where are you mom dad mom mom she's freaking out why wouldn't you i mean this is such a good perspective of that day, like from a, a citizen's perspective that you've never seen. Like, I, I love this. I freaking love that. Um, I love that they did this. They took you out of out of the audience. Like, they took you out of the audience's seat in that movie and put you in just like the Marvel Universe on the Chitauri attack on New York City. It's a really good example of how we can keep filling in gaps and making... The sacred timeline we already have fuller and greater, and it makes those movies um, that are already on those that, that timeline just even better. It's just it, or maybe it fills in a type of nostalgia for those movies. It pays homage to those movies in a way. It's kind of like what they did for Star Wars Rogue One, but a little bit sooner. And it just kind of you know it utilizes those actors um, sooner and. It's almost just like building a legacy as it's like as it's already happening slash happened. So they're putting strokes upon the painting and new strokes of paint upon the painting, just as the uh, first layer of paint was settling. The Avengers, whoosh, Age of Ultron. People are like, I don't like that one so much. I don't like that one so much. Whoosh, Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> and they're like that one made a, even Avengers Age of Ultron better and it's sitting on the page and painting like with Avengers Infinity War like sprawled out over it like covering it and making it look so good <laughs> I can't even do it I can't even do it it's so true dude you can't even deny it you can't even deny it and like all the other movies surrounded in this big painting like and like I, I can't even tell you though Avengers Age of Ultron wasn't praised when it came out uh, Marvel fans were a little hard on it they were a little hard on it and I think now Avengers Age of Ultron is totally respected more, like, as the movie it um, it is. like it, Because what they did was, 
like kind of Thor Dark World, which it still gets harped on because it's it is kind of deservedly not the greatest movie and gets ragged on. Like my aunt watched it recently and she was like, "That one wasn't my favorite." <laughs> and like it's like that's okay, you know. Like it's genuinely a little bit of a drag, you know. And that's okay. Like I get that, but uh, Age of Ultron was a good movie. You know, there could have been something different, but. It, it, but in the context of all the movies, man, that's a good movie. And um, I just love how the other movies bring out greatness in each other. That's a great series. There could be better things. There always could be better things. Perfection isn't beautiful, though, right? Nothing perfect is beautiful. Isn't there something sad like that in, by a vision or something? Uh, somebody get me that quote, please. I'm not perfect. I I, I'm not perfect. I can't think of it right now. <laughs> Kate walks downstairs and gets blasted back and covered in smoke for a moment. And uh, we see what's in front of her. The camera pans around and the giant holes in her window. It's, like a, it's not even a hole in her window. It's a giant hole in like, the corner of her home. It's really not a window. It's a hole in the corner of her home. And outside, the Battle of New York is raging forward like very clear a very very clear view of this i wonder what you'd see if you slowed this down really frame for frame and how much it will actually match up with the movie um we don't see any avengers fighting specifically from what i saw yet uh yet you know but we get one chitari coming to like we see chitari's passing passing we see stark tower you know we get that um and then a chitari come directly at kate uh, until it gets taken out by an arrow. It looks like an inflammatory arrow. I really think that they're like going back and like doing some cool shit with his arrows for the series. <laughs> like I think I don't think he had like all these cool arrows like back in Avengers. Like I know he had some cool I know he had some arrows like that did some stuff, but like I don't think he had that like explodey arrow. <laughs> I don't know though. I might be wrong. I seriously might be wrong. Like, I totally, I literally watched Avengers on this podcast, and I, I would have narrated the word, Hawkeye used the Explody Arrow on the Chitauri, and he went down the Isle of Rhodes and used more Explody Arrows. <laughs> like, I would have said that, and I, I literally, on the same podcast, said, he didn't use the Explody Arrows before. <laughs> like, I'm a very forgetful person. <laughs> anyway, Kate looks... Uh, uh, looks very scared because the Chitauri is coming directly at her until it gets taken out by the arrow, this exploding arrow. She looks astonished and inspired and amazed. Inspired and amazed, she does. And it literally is a great... i never seen it a scene shot so great. Want to know why? Because this is an iconic scene already. Because Hawkeye is doing work up on that roof taking out Chitauri down to his last arrow. We know this. This is that part of Avengers. If you don't know this, this is the exact part of Avengers. I don't know if you can go back and see that part where um, Kate is coming. Like if, it's, like, if he aims it at that exact building, like, dude, like he's actually taking out those those Shatari at that moment. And he it's the part where he jumps off the building with his last arrow and makes it a grapple arrow. How badass is that? And she gets a faraway view from it. And she sees him, and, and he saves her life. Wow. Wow. That is something amazing. Hawkeye, um, she's going to be the next Hawkeye by being inspired by his actions in the first Avengers movie. This is the part 
this is just the part where I like love this show. Oh, and it's in the first opening sequence. Uh, this is a great Marvel show. This is the type of show that Hawkeye deserves. Kate finds her mom and tells her that they have to go. Um, her mom tells her that, and she carries her off. And Kate is asking, where's her dad? Where's daddy? Where's daddy? You know, where is she? Obviously, she wants her dad. Uh, well, I, it kind of like hit me like a rock there, too. I'm like, <laughs> I liked her dad a lot. <laughs> they casted a great guy. I was like, where's her dad? Like, obviously, like, superheroes got to, like, lose somebody. Even though Hawkeye, like, kind of has everybody important to him, close to him in this series, which makes me really scared. So we cut to Kate at her father's funeral with her mom, and um, Eleanor, Kate's mom, tells her that she's a lucky, luckiest woman in the world because she has the greatest little girl in the world. And who is that? And what? Who's not that little? Oh, who's not that little? <laughs> My notes, you know, I have to just, I'm going to keep this in here. I have to say that taking notes, it's me writing, like saying stuff into my phone, which is like talking and having a dictate. And sometimes I just don't feel like going back and fixing little mess ups. And I'm like, I'll remember that. And this is just, I don't even know what that, that said. I literally did write it. That's, that's literally what it says. Who is not that little? That's what she said. It just didn't make sense when I read it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Kate tells her that she needs to protect them. And Eleanor says that's her job. Whatever you need, let her know. But you love this because Kate says, I need a bow, an arrow. She's going to protect. She's going to protect. She is going to protect. And Eleanor doesn't even know it yet. Eleanor seems like clueless because from what I can tell, Eleanor is going to get herself buried into trouble and Kate's going to be the one to get her out of it. Like Eleanor, I think, has gotten her herself into some deep stuff. From what I could tell this episode. And she, Eleanor doesn't even know. From what I can tell. I don't know. The guy that she's with seems like he's a dirty dog. <laughs> that that smile um, is deceitful. And nobody carries a rose in their mouth like that. If you're not like, there's not something up with you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's to Kate now being grown up. Her and her friends are having an argument how this giant bell um, can be rung. And she has her bow and arrow. And she has... Uh, it's Christmas time, by the way. It's Christmas time. Yay. It's a Christmas, it's a Christmas show. <laughs> it's Christmas time in real life soon. Yay, Christmas time. <laughs> um, happy Thanksgiving, everyone, by the way. It's Thanksgiving time. We're coming up on the year anniversary of our show. Would you believe that? And WandaVision. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Kate goes up to the roof of this building and puts a tennis ball on an arrow. And she shoots the ball with the bell on it. I mean, I'm sorry, the bell. She shoots the bell with the arrow on uh, arrow and ball and uh, it doesn't ring. So she sits something so she gets another one and she puts a metal thing on it. Some sort of metal attachment to the front of it. Like uh, it's a contraption. To get to to get it to ring, and it gets like on the line that's holding the bell or something. It starts spinning around and spinning around, and it rings the bell. You know, rings it, then it rings it again, rings it again, rings it again, rings it again. It keeps going and going and going and going, and it's uncomfortable to watch. It is because it's like it's it's that feeling of like something happening that like a sports game or like I don't really I don't know. I'm trying to relate to you sports people clearly, uh, or uh, you know something you're just watching slip away from you. Uh, to the, this is the megatonth level. 
it's the worst. And she, uh, it breaks on her and in front of her. And uh, she gets caught. She gets completely caught. I, it's like, it's actually like visibly understandable how obvious it was that it was her. <laughs> like, there's no denying it was her. Like, he wa- the guard walks out. The thing is collapsed. She has a bow and arrow in her hand. And there's no other way to explain it. Like, it's clearly her. Like, she, the way she looks, the look on her face. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, oh, no. Kate, what have you done? What have you done? Friends completely abandoned her. But, like, wouldn't you two? I don't, I don't think even Kate would want her friends to stay, right? So we finally get to Clint. And he is at a Steve Rogers musical. Steve Rogers, the musical. <laughs> this is really good. No, it's not. That's not good. And it's not meant to be good. Like, it's, it's hilariously bad. Um, it's kind of actually amazing how a whole, like, performance of ca- actors and cast, like, the people watching, the people on stage, can act around a man, like, <laughs> Hawkeye. I'm sorry to break the fourth wall for everyone, like, talking. We're talking about a TV show about Hawkeye, but, like, I'm just, I have to talk about the people <laughs> in the audience acting around Hawkeye this time. Because, like, think about this. All these people are just here to pretend to watch a musical. And then all the people learning the musical number, um, it's so bad. And, like, it's meant to be bad. Do they tell? Or, but do they know that? Like, does, do the people I'm making the show, Hawkeye, are they, are they asked? Are they, like, making? <laughs> are they, like, you're in the show, Hawkeye, and you're in an Avengers musical? And the people who are, like, in the Avengers musical, they're like, yes! And like, and then like the people like teaching them the dance moves, um, they're like teaching them the dance moves. I'm like, are these people aware that they are in an Avengers musical that's going to be patronized directly on the show? <laughs> like if I were an actor and I came and waited and waited for this episode to come out and then like, <laughs> and then like it panned to Hawkeye and like, boom, boom. Like you're Captain America or anybody in the musical, like even as you as even if it's like <laughs> you think you're like maybe seriously taken for some reason in the musical. I don't know why would you think that. You seriously have to know because you'd see Hawkeye in the in the literal. You'd see Hawkeye acting as an actor in the audience, um, being sad and and freaked out. Um, yeah, I think actually. It's a little standoutish of Hawkeye as an now that I think about it, like they're all there on stage. And as as like a performer, you could see people in the audience really easily. Like you the audience is so visibly clear. Like Hawkeye is gonna be the person they're looking out for most. Um and like him being there, like spacing out, is probably like so embarrassing for them as performers and uh demeaning to them because um they're uh <laughs> <laughs> they're performing to one of the Avengers. Like, this is their big day. Like, this is them performing to an Avenger. Do you think any of the other Avengers came to see their performance? Maybe. Paul Rudd, Ant-Man showed up. <laughs> they put Ant-Man in it probably to get Ant-Man to come. That was so good. That was so good. I like that part. Um... <laughs> um it's not the best Hawkeye's, uh, it's not the best musical in Hawkeye's eyes, I don't think, because he's using a hearing aid, and uh, it's turned down. <laughs> I'm assuming from all he's been through in Battle of More. Yeah. He hones in on the actress playing Natasha. Um, it's not hard to just squint and think it's Natasha, it's like the, the 
outfit of Black Widow and the red hair from the first Avengers. Um, pretty iconic. Uh, his daughter asked him if he turned his hearing aid off again, and he said he doesn't need to hear it because he was there. And uh, you know who wasn't there? That guy, Ant-Man. <laughs> and uh, it just cuts to this funny guy who's playing Ant-Man. It looks nothing like him, but uh, it's just so funny, like the idea that he's saying that about <laughs> Ant-Man. I don't know. There's, it's just it's very funny. There's, there's the shot, the reaction, the cutting. It's very good. Um there's a Hulk spat. There's a Hulk smash moment in the musical. It's pretty, It's a great. It's great. Great five. Hawkeye runs to the bathroom, and uh, on top of the urinal in writing is Thanos was right. Dang, that's harsh. Got to love the Thanos reference though, as always. Um, Hawkeye kind of looks up, and maybe there's a slight agreement there, and he turns around to leave. A man approaches Clint to take a photo twice in the bathroom. This guy was weird. And annoying and makes you feel sorry for people um, getting approached to take photos all the time. You got to think about that. Um, they don't want to be approached. They're humans. Uh, and yet I've done it to the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond, Brad Garrett, with low voice. I've done it to him at a bowling alley once. And um, I have a picture. It's not even awkward. He was amazing. <sighs> but I did it because I wasn't aware. I wonder if this guy wasn't aware. I have a feeling this guy, I don't know. There was a very distinct scene with this guy. I think this guy might come back into play. This guy in the bathroom, weirdly, like, I thought Clint was going to lose his temper and hurt him or something, you know? But maybe, like, this guy has something to do with the bigger picture of the show. <laughs> or you know what? Maybe at the end of the show or something, like, Clint's going to embrace the fact that he was Hawkeye. And he's not going to be Hawkeye anymore. But he will embrace it and take a picture because he's going to be proud of who he was. And he will take a picture with that guy. Maybe that will be it. That's my guess. That's my guess. That's my analysis. Why would they show that moment in the bathroom? You know, that was just a weird moment to show. If anything, or that guy has some like weird involvement with the crime we're about to see. Whatever future crime indicate we're getting involved in. Um, so Clint's daughter comes outside to join him as he's uh, taking a breath out there. A big breath. And she says everyone misses her. Um, but she was your best friend. Yeah, she knows her dad really well. She knows that Natasha and her dad were really close, very close. He says this whole thing is a bit ridiculous, isn't it, about the musical. The rest of his family join him outside and they lead together. Big family. Kate goes to her mom's house, and they have a conversation about how she needs to stop living so dangerously. Um, a little ironic coming from her mom, who you don't know is also living a little bit dangerously. Um... Just, we learn about this all right after this moment. Um, she cuts off her credit cards and says she's not living, uh, she's not going to be, she's not invincible, you know. Kate also noticed that her mom's house looks a little bit different. There are sort of things around that aren't usually there. So what's with all the swords? And then a man with a rose in his mouth enters. His name is Jack. He's an unexpected surprise. He's, oh, he says, an un, I, I thought I wrote he's an unexpected surprise. He says, an unexpected surprise. And Kate replies, all surprises aren't expected. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Kate's mom tells her to meet her at the party in which she has a red dress upstairs waiting for her to get into. And she will see her there. They got a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. So she agrees. And Kate's mom and Jack leave. Clinton and his family are out to eat. They call his wife to check in and see how the musical went. I feel like... um. 
Clint's always calling his wife and being really sweet to her. Like they have a great relationship. The whole family looks um, looks at each other awkwardly though when she asks how the musical went because uh, it didn't go so well. She went the uh, she said the whole point of them going there was so that he can get some extra time with the kids. Clint has such a loving relationship with his family though. I mean, it's just there already. I, I know they need more time with their dad, but um. They love him so much. It's so clear. Uh, she she says she can't wait to see them tomorrow. When he says, bye, mama. <laughs> it reminds me of how he says it at Endgame. Because I've seen the beginning of that movie a lot, ironically. I've thrown that one on. Um, and he says, uh, we'll take two of them, mama. Thank you, mama. <laughs> um, he says that so specifically like that. I like that continuity in the character. It's a small thing. I don't know if Jeremy Renner just says it like that. Tiny little things are really nice. Even if he doesn't, if he does or whatever, it's just great. It's just great. Uh, I don't care if it's the same, if he doesn't on purpose or not. I like it. <laughs> uh, Clint says it's six days until Christmas. Note it, and we're gonna fill it with a lot of Christmas activities, room activities, movies, marathons, ugly sweaters. Decorate the tree. There's a thousand things to do, so it's gonna be an amazing Christmas. And he tells them uh, all. <laughs> he tells them he loves them, and they all say, I love you, too. It's going to be the best Barton Christmas ever. It's so sweet. <laughs> they have such a sweet family. And then a waiter comes uh, with fortune cookies and says the meal is on them because he saved the city. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. He saved the city of Valor, New York, and he's still a, he's a hero. Such a good ground level view. I feel like, um, you know, I feel like Falcon maybe should get a little more of this, but he didn't do Battle in New York. Like, Falcon, uh, Hawkeye's an OG hero. Um, you know, Falcon, though, he needs to get some Avengers pension, man. Like, right? Uh, <laughs> the meal's often on uh, them. The meal's on them because he, they said the city in Clinton looks a little uncomfortable, but he accepts. Well, what wouldn't he accept? Come on. So Kate shows up to the party where she's supposed to meet her mom dressed in a red dress like her mom, dressed like the waiters and waitresses in a black tuxedo. A man named Armand approaches her immediately and knows who she is. He immediately knows who she is. Like, um, I'm going to be saying his name quite a lot uh, because I like his name. And he's quite a big player in the short time we know him. Quite a character, by the way. Quite a character, like long-faced character. Like <laughs> he's got a lot going on. He's very involved in this short time we meet him. He's very like I don't know why he's not handsy, but somehow he feels like he's handsy, and he's just an interesting fellow. We're great, a great, a great actor, great actor. Um, not gonna get my hands on the IMDb right now because this episode's taking me a while. Um, but I will say Armand has got a lot going on. Um, I don't know if she was planning on being undercover immediately, but, uh, the whole night, but she just gives up immediately. Cause he just, he knows exactly who she is. <laughs> like he calls her right out and it goes to show that this guy's pretty fucking smart. She immediately also, uh, he immediately also like let, lets known that her mom is engaged to Jack and she's very surprised by this. Um, she does not know this. Uh, neither do we. She approaches her mom and Jack emotionally and asks her mom if she's engaged. Her mom says yes, and she kind of, you know, knocks that off her shoulder. 
not really making a big deal about it and um, asks if she could just be happy for her. Kate asks if she can go outside and get some air, and her mom tells her to come back in when she does. Kind of mirroring moments there, uh, Kate getting some air, Clint getting some air, um, most likely on purpose, you know, slight mirroring moments, different things happening, but they're both having their own stories leading up to one another meeting. When Kate goes outside to get the air, she immediately comes face to face with a one-eyed golden retriever. Aw, little buddy. Don't you dare run away. And he runs away. A car beeps uh, and scares him off. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Kate goes back inside and walks down the corridor. And here's Eleanor and Armand talking in an office. He's yell- kind of yelling, snapping at her, you know, like... He says something along the lines of, I gave you an opportunity to explain yourself. <laughs> I like it. I don't know why I like interpreting this guy. Like, it, I don't, what am I saying? Like, um, <laughs> making him, I have friends, you know. <laughs> and she uh, asked him not to leave, and he leaves anyway. So, I mean, it's not like, I don't know what. I can't tell you what, what's going on here. What's going on here, you know? He said, uh, he storms out, and... Um, she storms out in an opposite direction, right up towards Kate. Kate asks her mom if that guy was threatening her, and her mom says no, and to go back to the party, she doesn't. She follows her mom. She doesn't listen to her mom. Her mom is kind of oblivious. <laughs> she she goes look behind her and see Kate going after her mom. She is disguised after a waiter. Uh, of the waiters there, so she's um, following Armand into this place where all the waiters are through the kitchens. Um, Armand doesn't see her because she's following way behind him. Um, Armand takes a seat in this auction room, and Jack sits next to him, who tells him, Armand tells Jack he's reached his breaking point with his fiance. <laughs> he's so snappy. He's like, I've reached my breaking point with your fiance. <laughs> I'm sorry. This guy, this guy is a character, man. I, I dude, <laughs> why do you have to, I'm sorry, but you've seen the whole episode. Why do you have to die already? This guy, I felt like, I thought he was going to grow into be like the bad guy of the series. I think it's going to be a twist better bad guy, maybe, or a bigger, bigger face, um, bigger name, either someone we know like Wilson Fisk, um, from the Netflix series or a bigger name from the comics. Who knows? Um, but, uh, Jack tells Armand to leave Eleanor out of this. Kate spies on the meeting behind a racks of wine, holding a tray, um, and another wine holder asks Kate what she's doing here. And uh, she, she, uh, she takes the wine and uh, says, perfect, thank you. And like, immediately he's like, I, 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 like, I thought I was the only one supposed to be working here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the, the actress I'm playing, Kate Bishop, is really funny and um, really natural in her role. I don't know if she's supposed to be playing younger. It's kind of weird how she was at the Battle of New York as a little kid, and now she's like, she seems to be pretty like, old, you know what I mean, older. But it makes sense if it's 2012. I'm just like, maybe two times going by fast. It's 2021 right now. Um, and we're going into 2022. We're going to be 10 years on after that. So let's just be real. It's been a while. Um, I'm getting older, <laughs> and um, I'm a Marvel maniac. So uh, it's just hard to accept that, yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> okay, let's just move forward here. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, the real Gary shows up. There is a Gary. She picked the wrong name. Um, he couldn't find. go look for the Gary. There is a Gary. 
I bet that I don't know. I don't want to dig into this, but I think that guy may have just made up that he was Gary because he knew that she wasn't supposed to be there. I don't know. I I think we're not supposed to look so far into it, and that maybe his actual name was Gary. Was Gary? You know. Uh, <laughs> well, she's like, you don't, you don't know my. You see, the point is, you don't even know my name. I quit. And she's like, he's like, you can't quit, and she runs away, and uh, it gives her enough time because he's like, what? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's so funny, and uh, you know, she he searches the, the wine cellar for her, and she's hiding. For at first, you know, she's just hiding. Next up at the auction are Ronin's blades. Ronin's blades. The first thing was like a dinosaur thing. Um, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like an MCU thing. I'm like, oh, it's just a regular auction. I'm like, kind of cool of them. Kind of forward-minded of them to be in the MCU and not do an MCU auction. Underground uh, dinosaur auction. Deep. They're just taking a step away from the main stuff they could be. Now, Ronin's swords. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And it's like, from the Avengers compound. <laughs> um, recovered from the Avengers compound. Uh, the auctioneer says, now you may recall that Ronan decimated the criminal underworld of the city, almost completely annihilating the status of power and the head of the organized crime. The Ronan, the Ronan, he says, brought a brutal form of justice to his victims, and his identity continues to be a mystery to this very day. Dang. Dang. You know, like, more weight to that. And it's it kind of like, the bidding starts at 200000 Okay. It kind of like really draws a really big line and makes you remember. And it does it with Hawkeye too. I mean, when we, he sees those flashbacks in a little bit, it's a, it's a big line between that hero we see in the beginning and that guy who slays the criminal underlords. Uh, because the first guy is saving the world and the second guy is seeking vengeance. Um, for very different reasons. Um, and well, he's he's going very hard on people. Um, and it's he he has a lot of PTSD from this. Like he he pretty much was acting as if he didn't care if he died for five years, going at these people. And this is why they're so afraid of him. They're so afraid of him. <laughs> They, he took out everybody um, in those five years of the of the snap. He was probably one of the most active superheroes, a.k.a. He was pretty much like the Punisher or one of those dark, gritty superheroes. He was an R-rated superhero um, the time of the snap. And did you see how hopeless he was when Nat found him? That moment. Don't give me hope. Don't do that. Don't give me hope. It's so iconic. Just think how broken he was. It was so beautiful when he was reunited with his family in Endgame. It was such a great moment. Um, so the bidding starts at $200,000, and Armand and Jack start bidding against each other for it. Armand wins with the bid next up. Uh, Jack looks disappointed, obviously, uh, is Ronin's suit. So we got the swords and the suit. But before bidding can actually start, a giant hole is blown through the wall. Everyone is knocked on the floor in the front few rows, including Armand. Uh, I like, <laughs> I just like the name Armand. <laughs> I'll say it again. I like the name. Jack finds uh, the Ronin sword on the ground, snitches it up for himself. It kind of reminds me of when um, John Walker found the Super Soldier Serum and just snapped it in his pocket, just like. Sne sneaky little fingers at a opportunity moment, you know? Uh, 
mass men start entering the building, and one guy says, we got 90 seconds, find the watch. Everything else is secondary. The watch. Okay. So Kate notices the Ronin suit just lying out on the ground in front of her. It kind of rolls out of a bag, and I mean, obviously she's going to put it on. She, she doesn't know that it's Hawkeye, though. It's just that's the connection. There's connections to her and Hawkeye, and uh, to her being Hawkeye and becoming Hawkeye. It's amazing because she doesn't even have any idea. She has no idea that um, he was that he's Ronin. The, the masked men led Jack and Armand outside as hostages with other hostages, and it looks like it's outside, but then it looks like it's inside. I don't know. Um, and Armand's like, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> the fat uh, the 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 masked man points guns even closer with crazy eyes, man. Uh, at which at which point Kate jumps at them in the Ronin suit and kicks the guns out of his hand. Kate and the uh, uh, and the thugs have wine bottle fights. <laughs> the wine is used effectively by Kate. The thugs are kind of freaked out because they are very afraid of Ronan, and his reputation precedes him. Kate holds off a bottle, uh, holds off a, holds a bottle, and smacks a thug with it. <laughs> he, I mean, she's doing a lot of that. Um, one of the bottles smashes with, by a bullet as she's holding it up, about to throw it. Um, some great cinematics here. Kate jumps on top of a pipe and wraps her legs around one of the enemy's necks. Knocks him to the ground, and another guy picks her up off the ground. And when he does, he just sees that it's Ronan. He says, Ronan? And she uses that one little moment to knock him back. She then proceeds to have a really intense fight with the same dude in the trench in the trench coat. He has a big trench coat. And he um, he gets a lot of kicks in at her, but um, and she gets a lot of kicks right back at him, too. She does know martial arts, because we do see um, earlier in the show, I didn't mention it right down, but um, she brings, she gives another martial, she gives a martial arts trophy, not a trophy, medal to her mom. She's a fighter. This girl's a fighter. Um, she does this move where she yanks him around the neck to the floor, which is really great, uh, which gives her time. But then she kind of, she's caught in between two of them, two guys. So she flips a bottle off the floor into one of their faces. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, <laughs> the um, guy in the truck, the guy like loading the truck. He finds the wristwatch that this uh, the leader was talking about. It was, he didn't really find it. He like saw it in the bag, right? Um, that somebody else found it and just picked, packed it. And it reads Avengers Compound on it. What? What is this watch? What is the deal? Is it Iron Man's wristwatch? What does it do? What does it do? I want to know. I want to know what's up with this watch. That's interesting. You know, more there's, there's a few interesting things here. What the hell's going on? The one-eyed dog bites him. And I don't know if the one-eyed dog got the watch, but I think he might have gotten that watch. Uh, it bites him in the leg, and Kate comes out and uh, kicks the guy. Then search, uh, and then he chases. She chases after the, the dog. She chases the dog. Um, she runs out after him. She runs out after him into traffic. Um, she flips out over traffic to get this dog, so he doesn't get hurt. Because this is a be beautiful dog. Missing an eye, one eye, two eyes, no eyes. It's a gorgeous dog. You know, you don't want this dog to get hurt. Um, she gets over traffic, and the guy chasing her lifts his mask. We see his face. Probably see him again. Probably get to see this fellow again. Common thug. Um, they don't follow her past the street and run back. So, Kate continues to hold the dog. Um, it was amazing what she just did. <laughs> it was amazing. Clint, uh, Clint's family, Clint and his family are back at the hotel, and they turn on the news and see about the explosion and everything that just happened. 
Um, the jump over traffic, Kate did it, save the dog, was caught on camera, and Hawkeye's daughter says, look, a ninja saved a dog, isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's awesome, that is awesome, that's so funny, she's wearing the Ronin outfit, and um, we see flashbacks, literally, to Avengers Endgame, of when Nat came to find Clint and recruit him, when he was Ronin. Mm -hmm. So Kate leaves the dog at an apartment that I would just assume is hers, and he gives it a slice of pizza. <laughs> okay, at least she's feeding it something. The dog is a pizza eater now. At least it's eating. She goes back to her house as Ronan. Um, she goes back as Ronan, and I see what's going on. Like, not her apartment that she just left, like her mom's house, I guess. And I guess I'd like to see what's going on. That's what I wrote. Um, there's something really off, because it's really quiet, and she... um picks up some candy and like it's just she looks at it, it's like well, what's up with this candy something off here and she sees armand dead just straight up dead i can't believe it armand dead what why why armand why now um i wasn't ready for this i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't ready for this i um i genuinely had interest in this character so <laughs> she pushes his shoulder up and looks at his face which to immediately i'm like why are you implicating yourself so close to this man <laughs> her mom walks in and she gets away just in time to not being looked like she just murdered this guy <laughs> as she's running away freaked out and panicked her mom is screaming at the site pretty genuinely if you ask me as if she heard as if she had nothing to do with this so question mark she could have and just like someone who's staging a murder or is planning to murder or murder someone maybe will have to, like maybe she's pr pretending to walk in and see it for the first time i don't know i don't know kate gets surrounded by many thugs in the streets um these are all dudes looking to get revenge on ronin they are uh <laughs> in my opinion they're thugs from the spider-man game for ps4 ps5 like they're just generic new york thugs in track suits <laughs> um there are so many of them and she's getting a lot of hits in with them for sure but um they're like ganging up on her and she's actually getting away. Like she gets in a car, um, but she doesn't have a way to get the car started. And they're slamming on the windows. They break a window. Um, she doesn't know what to do. It's not looking good for her. Um, just when it's looking the worst for her, the best person that could show up possible does and takes out all three thugs in a matter of moments. In a matter of moments. Who could it be? It seemed to be like a whip, by the way, with a whip, it seemed like. It was amazing. And he brings Kate out of the car into an alley rips off her mask and he says well he, he doesn't say anything he seems disappointed um <laughs> like I, I, it's not that he's a, it's because she's a girl but it's like maybe because she's a younger per human being and not like a human who like a, like a thug who he needs to like take care of you know like he it's it's a human being who he needs to like take care of like you know she's a good person in a bad situation right now. Really, for real. I think he sees the good in people. He didn't shoot Thor with that arrow. Remember in, in Thor? Like, Hawkeye, Clinton is a good man, you know? Um, and uh, he, she's like, you're Hawkeye. And he's like, who are you? <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the episode. Uh, the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, that's, that's where we get the end of our episode. And uh, I loved it. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of this show already. That was a great first episode. It's much more centered 
around Kate Bishop, but not that I not more centered. Uh, it's more centered around Kate Bishop than Hawkeye than Clint so far. But it's going to be very much centered around their relationship and him giving her that role and transferring that role. It makes me sad to think that maybe he's done. Um, I think he'll still exist in the universe. I don't know. I don't want to like anticipate anything per se. Um, it just feels really good to know that if he does go as Hawkeye, it seems like we have a really good predecessor. Like someone like as Hawkeye that I mean, like maybe could lead the Avengers <laughs> in a way as Hawkeye. She's awesome, and she's a lot of fun to watch. And um, I'm really, really confident that this show is going to be so much fun to watch with you all at the Christmas time and get the chills and get Christmas vibes. And I'm so happy to have you here with me on Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. This has been Hawkeye, episode one. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Marvel Maniac. If you'd like to support us, it would mean the world. Um, that would be the best place to do it. We have a little sticker we give out, and we put bonus content up as often as possible. Um, it's just a way to support the show. If you if you want to support the show, it means the world. And we love you to join us in conversation. Put your input down. MarvelManiacPod at gmail.com. MarvelManiacPod on Twitter, Instagram tiktok and leave a review on the show it goes the longest way leave a review and we'll feature it on the show until next time avengers disassemble